shows are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Welcome to the Adventures in Tech Podcast. Talking the latest tips and trends in educational technology to innovate and engage your students. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Dan. Welcome to episode 38 of the Adventures in Tech Podcast. I am Andrew. And I am Dan. And we are glad you are on this adventure with us once again. It has been a whirlwind and a roller coaster, Dan. We've been so busy with things. As always, if you like the content, like us, help us out by providing feedback and a rating on wherever you download your podcast from. We greatly appreciate your support. Share the podcast out. That's always a great way. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at Adventures in Tech. That's there as well. Dan, there's so much going on. Uh, we'll talk classroom updates in a second. Uh, I do want to just mention once again, uh, ISTE 2023, Discover Your Next uh, in Philadelphia, that conference. Uh, the registration is open. They're getting proposals. Uh, they're planning their keynotes. Definitely, if you have time, end of June, check out ISTE's website, and you will definitely be able to learn something from that conference. It is a great time overall. So, Classroom update. Dan, talk to me about 3D printing. Um, well, I've been printing a lot. Um, We're running out of filament. Running no, out kidding. of filament. I uh, just found out I jammed a 3D printer, so got to do a little bit of work on that. That's but um, really, I think I, I've got I've gotten reinvigorated with 3D printing after we were at the NiceGate conference. And you and, yelled at me for printing all the time. And I yelled at you for <laughs> printing all the time, but really working on creating some new experiences for students. So working with um, some bio teachers and anatomy teachers and and different things to try and um, provide more opportunities for experiences. So we're looking at um, and we're implementing some AR, some VR, and then also 3D printing um, different things and making models of it and having them engage on some hands-on experiences. So I've been printing, 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 and it, and it's rewarding because I know the teachers are super appreciative. It's really fun to see a, a teacher get so excited about something, trying something new. So a lot of 3D printing. Yeah, and speaking of 3D printing, we uh, we had that conversation with Boxlight, right? right? And uh, with uh, with Braden, and uh, we're going to definitely be chatting with them again soon, checking some of those things out. So we talked about 3D printing. Let's also talk about the ARVR. We are working on a huge PBL project with fourth graders uh, in certain buildings across the district in collaboration with our STEAM PD specialists, as well as Central Hudson, really looking at the transfer of energy, going to be creating some things using a 360 camera. So this is a super exciting project that's coming out of our district specifically. So stay tuned. Uh, I know we've got to have Tara and John on again. We'll talk more about that as well. And using Canva. Uh, the good thing about Canva, we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation about Canva uh, overall. It's a mover uh, and a shaker. It is a mover and a shaker. There's so a lot going Wakelet. on. Yeah, Wakelet. Yes, and and you're you're teasing ahead, Dan. Already a little bit, little but bit. Canva. That was something we're gonna talk about. It is a very robust tool. And we hope to uh, kind of get, we're going to send some links out regarding that. Now, and there is a Canva Wakelet integration. There is. Dan's always teasing. I love it. <laughs> but the other thing is, as far as news goes, there hasn't been anything super relevant uh, on the daily, let's say, that's going to affect your ed tech instruction that we wanted to share overall, where it was going to move mountains. All of the news has been on Chat GPT. AI. Uh, we actually got to use Otter Dan. Mind blowing, right? With, with the assistant mm -hmm. uh, Otter.ai, which has to do with uh, Google Meets, Zooms, those kind of meetings, kind of summarizes and gives you key points. It's awesome uh, and a transcript. But we are going to post some links of Chat GPT that you can kind of learn more about it because this is really what's 
taking the education world by storm, and the conversations are completely surrounding this, and Google's version is coming out. So we'll post all of these links uh, where you can kind of just delve into it and read at your your own will uh, and time as you have necessary. Now, that being said, Dan has teased uh, multiple times, so we'll finally let you know. We have the opportunity with an interview here with Wakelet. So two high-level executives of Wakelet. We had Ms. Ba and Emily, and we're going to have the interview with them. So uh, buckle up and enjoy the ride. All right, so this week's guest, we have Ms. Ba and Emily from Wakelet. Welcome to Adventures in Tech. We are super excited to have you guys here. Uh, can you tell us both, and I don't, you, know, you guys can figure out who wants to go first, your, your roles within the Wakelet organization, where you're located, that kind of stuff. Sure. Misbah, do you want to head off first? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Misbah. Uh, I lead engagement at Wakelet. Um, basically, what that entails is matching what the uh, users and what the community expects from the platform uh, with what the product is creating. And I act as the bridge between that. So if we have a new feature that's coming out, um, if there's a particular uh, mood or a piece of news or something that's somehow change the, the vibe, let's say, in the educator community, so things such as ChatGPT. Um, it's sort of my role to kind of keep my ear to, to the ground and, and, and find out how we can respond to that. And we really just try and be a reflection of the, of the community and a reflection of, of how educators are feeling there. So um, I, I also write quite a lot of, of, of copy as well. Um, so you, you'll kind of see my fingerprints all over the platform. Um, and again, that will be also quite interesting to discuss a little bit later on as well. Absolutely. And hi, everyone. I'm Emily. Um, my official title at Wakelet is VP of Growth. Um, but what that actually means in practice is that I look after the team that consists of our community team. So those that you will see the, the face of Wakelet, those that engage with our community, make sure we're taking all their feedback, make sure we're listening and then responding to that feedback. But that also includes marketing. It includes our creative team that produce all the graphics and videos that you might see um, on our social media channels and elsewhere. Um, the planning for all the events that we go to, um, as well as partnerships and, and of course engagement as Misper was chatting about as well. Um, as you can tell, probably from our accents, Misper and I are both based in the in the UK in our head office in Manchester. Um, but one other part of my role is that I also work with our US-based team. So they are a team of people, um, all former educators as well, that support our districts and users in the US, helping them to implement Wakelet in their schools. So that's another kind of hat that I wear occasionally, which means loads of travel, which is lovely. But yeah, talking to the <laughs> <master> right now. <laughs> that's great. So uh, quick question you said. You said, you know, obviously you guys are, are based in the UK. So when Dan and I can get a, a, a district approved field trip, we can come visit you guys at the Wakelet offices. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> well, well, I'll be over there in April. So maybe I'll be knocking on your door. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> but, That's great. So you know, I know you. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. No, I was going to say it's great to, to meet you guys in person. I've seen all the stuff you've been putting out for a while. I've seen so many videos with Ms. Bai in it, talking to the Wakelet community. Um, it, it's nice to be here. So, you know, since we're talking about Wakelet, can you just give us a brief, you know, heads up to all of our listeners, what exactly is Wakelet and how it is used? 
do you want to take this sorry one? I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I i muted myself unfortunately <laughs> so um wakelet is many 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 things to lots and lots of different people um it's important to know that wakelet's used uh outside of education as well um we didn't begin actually as a as an education platform uh we started as sort of a general use platform uh personal bookmarking a lot of organizations were using us um and then i think it was somewhere between 2017 and 2018, I think it was, um, where we, we had a huge influx of educators. And very, very quickly, we realized that these were probably the, the best possible people to use our platform because, as you know, educators aren't, aren't afraid to kind of tell you what they want from the platform. Um, <laughs> And, and we really valued that, you know, so, so we, we sort of, you know, ended up building up quite, a, quite an incredible community. Uh, and it's important to know that it's, it's very, very international. Um, when you enter the Wakelet universe, you know, you're, you're going to be stunned at just how diverse it is. We, we have community members and, and people that use the platform from all over the world. So uh, I suppose what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of summarize what Wakelet is from an educational perspective. So it's a platform that helps uh, teachers and students and, and wider school communities save, organize, and share any content from across the web. Very, very, very simple. Um, the way that people take that concept and then run with it is, is quite remarkable, but it all starts with that kind of simple um, concept of curation. So content, we're talking any kind of content, uh, a YouTube video, a social media post, a PDF, uh, literally anything with a URL. Uh, can be collected into a Wakelet collection. Uh, it can be saved to come back to later. Uh, and the collections that you can create with this content, they're visual, they're engaging, and they can be shared with absolutely anyone. Um, it's used to, to you know, achieve a number of different learning outcomes. Um, teachers, students, uh, administrators, all the way down to like parents and, and then the top level of school districts as well. There's so many things. I'd say most of the, the most popular use cases at the moment are delivering learning resources, uh, building portfolios, both as yeah. students and then also uh, uh, professional uh, portfolios as well, professional development portfolios for teachers, and creating lesson plans and assignments. Although they're the most popular ways, they're just that's just a kind of morsel of, of how many different ways it's being used. And then outside of the classroom, Wakelet's used for a whole bunch of different things. I use it personally to um, put together things like reading lists. Uh, I've got like a, a collection of um, uh, movies that I want to watch. So every time I see like a movie trailer or every time I'm interested in seeing a movie, instead of just like thinking, oh yeah, I should watch that, I, I copy it to a Wakelet collection. So that's way too big now. Um, I also plan all of my, tra my travel as well on Wakelet. So every time that I, I go on vacation, I, I become super organized, really focused. I like to know where the best restaurants are, um, what the best spots are. So then I can add like Google Maps, I can add my reservation details. So when I actually land, I just pull out my phone and everything's there. So it's a, a, a small summary for a, a platform that's very, very big. <laughs> I would just have to say, you know, what you mentioned, that curation aspect of it and how it integrates with so many things, at least for, I mean, I can, we can describe so many different ways in which we've utilized it with teachers right. we work with. But for Andrew and myself, Wakelet has been a game changer in terms of our roles in professional development. Um, being able to use that platform to provide all the support materials for the teachers during professional development um, has been fantastic. So I know since really, um andrew and i since the pandemic when we really had we're in full swing trying to support teachers with remote and hybrid learning from 
you know, our remote locations, Wakelet was our go-to for that it, curation tool. Yeah, 1000%. It really was. It was beneficial. And we have seen in our roles as tech integration specialists that, you know, we're big proponents. We love Wakelet. Um, and, and we're educating our listeners as well as all of our colleagues and those we work with in our circles, in our, in our bigger circles, uh, you know, the value of Wakelet. But some people like to stay with what they're comfortable with, right? So can you explain uh, how, how does Wakelet differ from other curation tools on the market, you know, and, and what makes it better? Shall I take this one, Ms. Burr? Sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. And I think um, the, the curation tool that Wakelet's often compared to is Pinterest. That's the kind of mm -hmm. one that everybody mm -hmm. recognizes. It's very visual as well. You can pull, pull all those images in together. Um, and the key thing is that the, the difference with Wakelet there is it's not just images. It's, it's absolutely anything right. you could bring in from across the web, whether that's a document, whether that's a video, whether whatever format that is in, as long as it's digital. Tool, it can it can go right into Wakelet and pull all those resources together. And I think that's kind of the theme really in that what we've tried to do with Wakelet is make it as agnostic as possible. So whatever whatever sources you're using, whatever resources there are, whatever format they may be in, or whichever integrations or other tools you might be using, you can kind of pull all of that into one spot and make it really, really engaging and visual all in one space rather than having to go in and out of various different places. So I think that's the thing we've really focused on to try and make that a bit different and simpler and easier and make things more efficient. So I think just to um, just to build on what Emily said as well, we we're quite a design focused uh, platform. And we know that like when it comes to when it comes to students, I mean, students are young people and young people there's a lot of competition that we have against other platforms that they might be using social media TikTok, whatever it might be and i think that it's important to to not replicate but at least have those little familiar nods in in the design to those kind of things just so that we're telling the students like look this is a place to learn and it is a place to grow and it is a, a is a place to uh, gain knowledge and experience but we've designed it in a way that's appealing to you, you know? So it's that ease of use, I think, that makes us quite different. Uh, as Emily said, how versatile the platform is, but also that we've we've made efforts to ensure that like the design is 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 easy on the eyes for, for young people, let's say. Right, there's two things I wanna piggyback off of what you just said. Number one, the, I mean, we like, I'm glad you brought that up, Emily, about Pinterest, because that is what everybody was using, right? And we're trying to start to shift that paradigm and I'm Dan and I are trying to ensure that they see the value of it's not just images, right? It takes more time to get an image in order to pin it. And I'm not knocking Pinterest whatsoever compared to the simplicity of Wakelet where, oh, here's the link, paste it done. And I mean, it, you literally can get it done in five seconds or less. If you have that link, you copy, paste and done. And there's your, you know, once your collection has started, right? and how you want to, you know, kind of manipulate it and get your mood board and, and, and the density and so forth. So that's the one big thing. And for us, especially with our youngest, our youngest learners, the big thing is how easy it is to use for those younger kids, right? Like that is just huge. And like you, you were saying, Isbad, that there's less distraction, right? If there's less clicks for kids. So that's important. So that's why, you know, Dan and I are both big fans. Well, I mean, we can speak about the less clicks because, um, you know, we look at the teachers and we're teachers ourselves. And in that environment is we, when we're, when we're utilizing technology in the classroom, we want to make it as seamless as possible. 
and not have the students clicking around, putting in usernames, putting in passwords. We want it to be a safe place into the different platforms and really where students can focus on creating content to producing something and not working with the tool. So both you guys have been mentioning a lot about the integration. So obviously you can bring in any file format with the URL and put it in there and upload it, but you have some awesome integrations that go directly into Wakelet itself that a lot of teachers regularly use in their instruction. Can you talk about those other integrations that you have directly into Wakelet? Sure, yeah. Um, so I think that it's important to know that like we've, we've got some really good relationships with other, other platforms within the space and we've, we've really tried our hardest to, to nurture those relationships and those relationships come from a lot of the time from our community saying, listen, I use this particular tool. I can imagine it working really, really well with Wakelet. And then if there's a gap there that we can fill, then you know, we reach out to that, 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 that tool, we speak with the team and you know, our development teams get together and figure it out and work. And, and, and some incredible integrations have come from that. Um, so I, I, I think that when it comes to our integrations and our philosophy on them, we don't want to disrupt teachers' workflows. Like we know that you guys are, are using plenty of, of, of other tools and we don't want to disrupt those, we want to enhance them, right? Um, as Emily was saying before about the platform being agnostic, it's, it's like if you're a Microsoft school, we're going to fit perfectly there. If you're a Google school, we're going to fit perfectly there. If you're neither, it doesn't matter. You, you know, there's still a bunch of tools that work really, really well with the platform. Um, and I think, like you said, thinking of, of Wakelet acting as a bridge between those different platforms is important. So I think the really cool part about Wakelet is it's, it's really the only place on the web where you can have a Flipgrid video, a Genely integration, a, uh, a OneDrive file, um, and then a, a YouTube video and everything else all in, in one space and all interactive as well. Um, right. So I don't know if, uh, Emily, you want to build on that a little bit? Sure. I think, I think there's kind of two areas which we focus on in terms of those integrations. There's kind of, um, as Mispa was just describing, there's the, there's the bringing it all together kind of theme, which is all about making sure all those tools work together nicely. So, you know, our Canva integration, for example, is really, really popular for bringing in mm -hmm. that visual element, creating headers, creating kind of um, cover images for collections, uh, the way that some of the links embed into the collections, um, integrations with things like YouTube and Twitter to kind of bring those in really easily without having to go out and sign into something else and come back again. That's, kind of, that's right. you know, all great. And then there's the other side of it, which is, um, I guess, a little bit more technology led so things like those you know google and microsoft single sign-on kind of connections we also work with clever and classlink so there's there's rostering capabilities potentially there's you know those kind of those pieces also allow us to make sure that the connections are secure and, and we're thinking about data and privacy the whole time as well so we want to try and get the balance of both things so that we're creating a safe environment but one that also kind of make sense to keep people within if that makes sense so you're not you're not feeling like you're having to sign in and out and like you said dan using passwords kind of remembering the different ways in and out of different things um and just kind of yeah reducing the effort it takes and focusing on the teaching and the engagement and the learning that's happening as opposed to the tech um so yeah so so building off of that um i think that kind of made me think of the work that you've done with the wakelet classrooms and and how that easily integrates i'll be honest when i first started using the wakelet classroom i got very confused because i thought i had to do a lot more in order to use it with my students through it and i didn't realize how easy it was to share those collections 
and build that Wakelet classroom. So if you don't mind, could you talk a little bit about Wakelet and Wakelet classroom and how that really helps um, support collaboration and teamwork for the students? Yeah, so kind of building on what I was just saying, actually, this is another really, really great example of where we took feedback from the community about trying to find exactly that, a really easy way to kind of pull students together into one spot, which is also a safe spot that's kind of, you know, got that administrative kind of vibe from the teacher so they can really control what's going on and see it all happen. That was one of the kind of things that a lot of teachers are saying to us. We've, we've got our students on there, but we can't really see what they're doing. We have to keep going and finding their accounts. So the classrooms feature was really kind of a culmination of all of that feedback coming in um, and also doing that with that safety principle in mind. So basically what that does is it creates an online classroom. That's exactly what it is. It brings those students um, within a classroom into one space the teacher and with our district plan, actually, that can go up to district level as well. But in a, in a teacher's classroom, they can set permission levels so they can choose depending on the needs of those students and the age group, perhaps what integrations they want them to use, what sort of sharing functionality when you get up to the district level um, is it is there. And then within that space, those students can collaborate together. They can um you know, operate in that space, which is almost like a closed environment. They can they can really kind of feel free to express themselves, not worry too much about what's going on surrounding that. And the teacher can really kind of observe what's going on and support the classroom in a really easy way. And it's we've we've it's really nice that actually to hear that feedback down that you found it confusing to begin with. And that's a really good example of where we've kind of continued to develop that feature from feedback like that to try and just keep simplifying it, keep making it easy. We always talk about reducing the number of clicks that things take. Let's make it as smooth as possible and as intuitive as possible. Because um, that's what it's all about, just kind of bringing that together and focusing yeah. on the outcome. So. And I think, he, I think you've got in there. One of the things I'm uh, working with some teachers now, um, using that Wakelet classroom space for the students to have their blogs in there and interact with each other in their student blogs. And that's just been a great thing to see. Because mm -hmm. um, we've always looked for those blogging platforms and really a safe space where students can get ideas, but also get feedback and comments on their blog posts. And this definitely fit the bill. So kudos to you guys. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I know we were talking a little bit off the air, right, with, uh, with AI. And I, I guess, you know, the question I have is a, a couple things. Um, the, the big, you know, the emergence of AI and we know ChatGPT is just the beginning with that one. How do you guys think that, you know, will impact education? And, and where do you see, I'm sure it's been in your, your corporate think tanks, how is Wakelet evolving with utilizing AI? Maybe we're going to get some inside secrets of what's coming, right? Maybe, but, you know, it's such a huge thing that people are concerned about now and the impact in education. And as an ed tech company, uh, you know, how are you guys going to kind of, you know, embed it because otherwise if you don't you know if you put up a wall and say we're not gonna you know adopt this you know into what we're doing you know it's like buckle up and get ready for the ride or you'll be left behind i think it's a it, we have had discussions about it obviously because you know we're very in tune with what's happening in in the education space and um it's like overnight all of a sudden it was you know the, the biggest conversation out there and we have people in our community who are really, really excited about it. We have other people in our community who find it like quite daunting, like what's the future of education going to look like? And I think it's important to kind of listen to both sides and understand them and understand what are the fears around this. Um, 
it's it, it, I don't think it's to the point where it's like existential, but it's definitely a threat. But I don't think it's a threat to like education. I think it's a threat to like the method of assessment that um, that, that, mm. that may be implemented. And I think that there's an opportunity there, right? And I think that you can either like as a as a district or as a school or whatever it might be, you can either put methods in place to kind of ban it outright and and you know search for other other AI to figure out if it's AI. Um, <laughs> or you can you can come up with like exciting creative ways to actually change the way that you know you're you're assessing things. Um, look at in, in the end, what what is it good for? It's good if I if I have an essay and you know before this came along people were already questioning whether or not essays and papers have kind of you know they, they were good for a while but there are other ways for students to evidence their learning. There are richer ways. For us, from a Wakelet perspective, that, that is an opportunity, right? Because we see Wakelet, uh, a Wakelet collection as being the perfect chance for a student to evidence their learning in a, in a much richer way than, than, say, an essay. So rather than a teacher saying, write an essay on Henry VIII, instead it's like, do a video diary of Henry VIII during his final years and talk about his regrets and do this and do this and use a wide range of content. All of a sudden then, I'm, I'm, I'm not just assessing the student's understanding, I'm nailing the digital citizenship piece, I'm having them use a diverse range of sources, I'm having them develop their critical thinking skills, and all that can be done on, on Wakelet. That being said, right, <laughs> there's another camp which is like, embrace this and, and use it. Use it as a tool, use it as a companion piece to, to, to your, you as a human. And that fits really well in the Wakelet narrative from the beginning. Because when we first started, like our slogan is the humans are coming. I'm sure you guys have seen that. Yeah. And <laughs> some people scratch their heads and like, what does that mean? And it's, it's like in this world that is filled with algorithms and AI. And we're seeing now like the great leaps and bounds that are happening with artificial intelligence to the point where it's becoming very difficult to tell what it is and what it isn't. We still believe that humans need to feel empowered and understand that these things are companion pieces to the the, the spirit and the stories that they have in, inside them you know so when you look at it in that way there's a really exciting opportunity because i tried this the other day and i was really impressed with it right i was like in chat gpt i wrote down um you know do write write a lesson plan for like nine to eleven year olds about the fall of the roman empire make the lesson engaging, make it achieve these outcomes. I listed the outcomes. And then I said, and give me 15 pieces of high quality links that I can use to add context and make at least three of them interactive uh, like videos. And I just hit enter and you know how it is within like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it had everything there, right? It had everything. And for me then the challenge was like, this is awesome, but it looks terrible. Okay, this is a lesson plan right here. It's done. Like we, we can argue about whether it should have happened or whether I should be doing something or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like this is a cool lesson plan. And how do I now turn this into something digestible, engaging, fun, interactive? You, you put it into a Wakelet collection. You create that Wakelet collection. And then all of a sudden, like you have used ChatGPT, but you've then curated that stuff and you've added your own twists to it, you've changed the, the layout, the design, you've moved links around, you've added your own content, you've added your own Flipgrid video. So it's all about like symbiosis, I think, you know? Like we, it shouldn't be looked at as a threat, it should be looked at as an opportunity. That's, uh, uh, I love that. Mizvah, that's, that's the quote, not a threat, <laughs> an opportunity, seriously. <laughs> you know, because you're right, there's both sides of the camps with this right now. And 
we have to get our mindsets out uh, to get away from traditional forms of assessment. We've always said, a, you know, a portfolio-based type assessment, a curation type assessment, that is going to be able to not only be more engaging and, and push student skills beyond the, the regular essay paper, but it's also going to be just more palatable and sellable to the students. And it's going to show growth. I can't say it better than you just said. And I just love that Wakelet already has that built in. So now this is kind of like, honestly, ChatGPT and all the AI is going to help you guys in my mind, because it's going to hopefully push education envelope towards more curating and portfolio-based assessments than the regular standardized tests. I, I mean, I just want to build upon that. that. Thank you for sharing those thoughts is, you know, we've had a lot of conversations within, you know, the networks we work in, but also larger conversations with different people about the impact of this in education. And a lot of things that's come up is exactly what you said, Ms. Ba, is we have to create opportunities now for students to learn more about a process than instead of a final outcome of a product that a, that a teacher is going to assess. Right. So you're going to look for different benchmarks along the way. You're going to look for chances for, you want students to be able to curate their thoughts in different ways um, in order to show evidence of understanding for, for the teachers to gather that valuable formative assessment data. So having that curation tool like Wakelet is going to make that leap that much easier for teachers to adjust the instructional design of their classroom because now things aren't getting turned in to 10 different places. I'm not everything can be curated for a student's growth or a class growth, however you want to set up a collection for the teacher to be able to have at their fingertips. So a lot of what you've been saying in this podcast is how your goal is really the, the ease of integrations of everything. Having that platform that can collect everything is something that teachers should be looking at um, for moving forward with redesigning their instruction in the face of everything that's coming. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention on that is, you know, we talk about the collecting of the students and, and assessing that, but Misba, you brought up a great point of how you put that particulars into chat BT and it literally listed everything. And now as a teacher, now you put that into your wakelets and, and you curate your by units or whatever you want. Now it's good for distribution. And like you said, it's more engaging than just regular, uh, you know, like you said, you can copy and paste what ChatGPT did, but now it's so interactive putting it into Wakelet from a teacher standpoint, you got both sides. You have the student and the teacher engaged. Right. It's like a springboard, I think, but I think it's also, and, and I'm sure Emily can comment on this as well, but I think it's, it, it's important to discuss it with students. So it's not just like being like, like, oh, don't use this, this is terrible, or you know, this is the best thing ever. I think it's important to have that discussion with your students and kind of understand how do they feel about it? Because then you'll get a lot of awesome questions that you can explore that nail the digital citizenship and nail the critical mm -hmm. thinking pieces, which is where is this, where is it getting its information from? You know, how how many different sources is it using? What do we know about this? You know, how was it made? How does this how does this technology work? Um, right, there's right. other there's other things to think about for sure. No, absolutely, I agree. I was I was speaking to um, one of our community the other day, and they were saying that. They were setting an essay, and I, I forget what the topic was now, but they were setting an essay on a viewpoint around something. Uh, it was a historical event and the, the sort of background behind it. And normally what they'd have done was to set the set their assignment to the students to say, go and write up, do some research on this particular event and go and write up what you believe the background to be and, and what caused this particular thing to happen and what were the things behind it. 
and that they they were describing the fact that originally they were kind of panicking about it thinking oh no they're just going to go type this into chat gpc and i'm just going to get a load of like blanket responses they're not going to understand it at all so they had the foresight to kind of change the lesson up a little bit and said right go and use chat gpt i know you're going to use it anyway so because it was all all over the place <laughs> like the week that it went crazy <laughs> go use it but I want you to ask it for three different viewpoints to this answer. And then I want you to read those different viewpoints, look at where those sources have come from, and then use Wakelet to explain to me why you think those viewpoints were, were generated and which one you agree with and why. So it was kind of, it was a really nice way to kind of, as, as Mr. said, you know, showing understanding, showing that they're learning the content. It's not just the, the process of doing the research and writing the email, but really understanding where that all came from. So I thought that was a really great example of kind of how you can flip it. Absolutely. Dan, you want to go next? You can go. I kind of, I'm just, I just got lost in so many, I'm actually, my mind went racing. I'm like, oh, I have so many ideas. In my head that I go in. <laughs> we were, like, we were all just waiting for the next person to go. I know. I'm, it's a hot topic, it was, right? <laughs> I just had a, re I just had one of those moments because I, before we met, I was over meeting with a, um, with a global studies teacher um, right before I walked in here and I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, I just now have a total change of conversation that I have and I'm going to go back there after this meeting. So thank you for that. That's fine. So uh, I, I know you touched upon this, Emily, and this is a big thing that unfortunately is is concerning for for districts and cybersecurity and everything. Uh, in New York State, specifically, we have uh, education, Ed Law 2D, mm -hmm. which is, you know, obviously protecting uh, the students, the staff, all of their identity and, and, and everything like that. So can you discuss any specific privacy and security features that Wakelet offers, uh, you know, in the education you know, world and aspect of how that, that data gets protected? Absolutely. Yeah. So as you said, this is really, really important. It's probably not the thing people like to talk about as much, but it's really, really important that that's in place. So um, we're really proud of our privacy credentials. Actually, we've done quite a lot of work on this. Um, and I'm, I'm one of the people that's been sat in the background kind of helping with, with this kind of area actually over the last couple of years. But um, so on, on the kind of uh, basic level Wakelet we've gone through, we work with a partner called I Keep Safe. Um, who are, um, you may have heard of them, they often vet quite a lot of ed tech tools and they are experts in the kind of student privacy area and also on the state by state differences, like you mentioned, EdLaw2D is sort of specific to New York, there's others around the US as well. Right, um, right. So we work with them on an ongoing basis and um, we make we not only make sure that we are compliant with with COPPA or COPA, however you say it, <laughs> um, FERPA, EdLaw2D, all of the others around that. And then when you go into Europe and the rest of the world, there's things like GDPR that come into play. Um, and, you know, we work with them on an ongoing basis to make sure that everything we develop, any change we make to the platform, they are always checking that with us, making sure that the way we're going about our development is, is with safety in mind. So we make sure that we maintain that and we get audited um, independently every single year to make sure that that's all absolutely where it needs to be. So we can be really confident signing data privacy agreements, making sure that we can comply with various things that uh, may be required either on a district by district basis or um, just federally in the US. So that's really great. And then so kind of going back to that classrooms discussion we had, that's one area where, again, we've designed with safety in mind. So there's there's additional controls that we've added in there, which allow teachers to have that extra level of security. So 
in a classroom space, for example, um, a student cannot search the, the wider web from the classroom. They cannot search other public content that's not been approved by the teacher to be published in that classroom. So we're keeping that kind of really secure and giving the students a safe space, but the teachers the autonomy to be able to kind of flex that if they need to. Um, and then we've got another, a few other features within Wakelet which sort of go on top of that. So for example, we have a moderation um, algorithm. Again, <laughs> there's a little bit of AI in there. Yeah. Looking yeah. for, you know, we've got keywords that we look out for, particular types of images, different things that we will flag and make sure that that type of content cannot become public on Wakelet, it can't be searchable. Um, and we also block certain types of content to make sure that that kind of filtering service is kind of there, which is a really interesting one, actually. We have lots and lots of discussions about where that line should be, but, you know, we try and keep right. that as kind of safe as possible to make sure that children are secure and kind of in that environment too. Um, and then, yeah, we're always developing new features, actually. We're, we've just launched a package for districts, which gives districts that extra level of control. And there's some... I can't share them now, but there's some really exciting discussions going on behind the scenes about how we might take that to the next level and really start to do some really, really cool, exciting things to kind of create that school-friendly environment within Wakelet. So, yeah, lots and lots of under-the-hood stuff, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's great. And when you mentioned the, you know, the filtering, let's say, that's just one more safeguard for teachers where they don't have to worry that a student may be seeing something that they or accessing something that they should not be. That's huge as they're, you know, working with students in small groups or, uh, you know, however they're they're utilizing it in the in the classroom environment. That's that's great. So we, we look forward to those under the hood uh, uh, things that are coming out in due time. You know, I do have to say, you know, we started using the platform and then we, we've really grown with it and we and we, we love sharing it with our teachers. And we do appreciate from that whole data privacy is how proactive um, Wakelet has been with with different things, especially since our district is New York and Edlaw 2D. It's like, OK, we have to get all these agreements because we want our teachers and students to use it. And then all of a sudden we see like Wakelet is Edlaw 2D compliant, like before we even have to pursue it and then get those. I mean, so the proactivity really shows uh, uh, the thoughtfulness of the company itself that, you know, creating this platform for the educational space. Mm -hmm. So I know you I know you talked about there's some new features that you're going to keep under wraps. But I think one thing that I uh, might want to end with is talking about the different platforms that you have. So you talked about a teacher and then uh, like a classroom level and a district level. What are some of the um, the differences between the two and the advantages of having a, a larger plan? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, I'll jump in here and then I'll let Mr. talk about some of the features because I know he's, he's there's one he particularly loves. So <laughs> I'll leave that one. <laughs> awesome. um, <laughs> um, but again, I, I know we sound like a bit of a stuck record, but again, this is kind of a community driven development. You know, it was kind of the next stage on. We'd created our classroom environment for teachers to import their students um, and particularly post pandemic as well. I think that was another thing where, as you'll know, I'm sure from your own district and, and many of your colleagues during that time, the number of tools that have been adopted by teachers quite sporadically kind of just because you have to find something to cope right in that sort of situation um you know we were having districts coming to us and saying 
our teachers are telling us they cannot live without Wakelet, but we don't know what it is. We don't really know what they're doing. We can't see what's going on. Have you even signed a privacy agreement? They, you know, they just wanted to gain a little bit more consistency and control and also make sure that it's supported, you know, from a PD perspective, from a kind of training perspective, and that it was kind of, you know, yeah, it makes sense from that perspective. So the natural next step was to, to create a district plan whereby where you have lots of usage within a particular school building or across a district or maybe a department, something like that. Um, it's not just a case of creating these individual classrooms with each teacher doing that themselves. There's now the ability to create fully rostered classroom environments for teachers and all of their students automatically creating all of those accounts. You don't have to have those students go create their accounts. The, the teachers don't even have to go and create their own accounts. We can kind of right. create all of that centrally. It's in one place. Integration is important again as well. So we've integrated with Clever and Classlink so that we don't have to handle data in an unsafe way. Um, and then whilst the district has that oversight, they can make sure all the accounts are managed correctly and the right permissions are set for different grade levels and things like that. They can also start to look at how is the platform being used. So we've got an analytics package there that allows districts to be able to see, okay, what's that usage looking like? Where are the benefits coming? What is it being used for? And what does that look like? Which is really, really interesting. Um, and then on top of that, we've added some kind of more exciting features, I suppose, which I'll let Ms. talk about. One of those is this activities feature, which is quite new, so. Yeah, so so like um, like Emily was just saying, I think that the, it's important for us to enhance the the learning environment element of Wakelet, right? And and I think that the district plan absolutely nails that. And as Emily said, like it's, it's, it's come from, a, it's all come from feedback from what people wanna see from what districts have asked us. So the things that Emily described, I think that they're more about the, the, the sort of logical, um, not logical, sorry, uh, technical and administrative type things. So they're like the, the real sort of engine. And then you have like the, the, the other features which will continue building. And the one that I'm most excited about, and I know that a lot of teachers are, are very, very excited about is, is this new feature called activities on Wakelet. So if, you're, if your school is part of the Wakelet district plan, then you'll have access to activities on Wakelet. And it's a super powerful feature. And what it does is it lets you uh, assign interactive assignments to your students in just a few clicks. So in the past with Wakelet, if you wanted to, to create an assignment, you would create that on Wakelet and then share it like outside of Wakelet, right? Um, or you'd share it on your LMS and you couldn't really assess it. Um, and there wasn't any system put in place as like to have like a deadline or that kind of thing. Well, with this, you assign it to your class within classrooms. And then from there, you can monitor the progress of the students. So the students, you'll be notified when they complete it. You'll be able to see when it's uh, in progress. You'll be able to see when they've submitted it. Um, the student will have the option to submit that completed assignment back to you when they're done. And then once you've assessed it, you can leave feedback within that collection and then send it back to them. So it, it completes this um, really powerful end-to-end -end assignment loop. But the most important thing is that you never have to leave Wakelet through that. So it's absolutely perfect for those just quick pick up and go quizzes, assignments, where you want your students to um, get creative, think outside of the box and, and make use of lots of different kinds of media. So as you can imagine, like it's a process which is gonna tick off a lot of different learning outcomes and it's all about making things easier. It's not like we're looking to replace an LMS at all. Like I said before, it's not about disrupting workflow, it's about working within that workflow and enhancing it. 
it just means that any of those assignments and those activities and those lessons that you actually want your students to complete using Wakelet, um, all of that happens within that Wakelet ecosystem. So you never have to leave. It's really, really, really exciting stuff. That, that is very exciting. I'm just thinking of how that is going to really enhance the uh, project-based learning environment that a lot of classrooms have. So that's I'm excited for that. Big time, yeah. If you can imagine a student will log into Wakelet and they will have three activities that they need to complete. They click on the activity, they work through it. When they click it, the student, the teacher knows that they're working on it and then they can go ahead and submit it. The teacher also has the option to pause the activity at any time. So let's say the deadline's passed or they want to change things and they don't want their students to continue adding or editing their collection. The students won't be able to do it whilst the activity is paused. So um, it's all based on feedback from our community and uh, a little bit of magic from our end as well. And uh, as we continue going forward, there's going to be some really, really cool features that are added onto that to enhance it. Well, we definitely look forward to to all of those features. So, uh, and as things come out, we always talk to James. You know, we we're always talking with James a lot. We know he's out uh, at a, a tech conference now. But uh, as we wrap up this episode, you know, Dan and I cannot thank Miss Ba Emily, you guys enough for taking time out thank of your you busy, so busy schedules. We know you're super busy, and obviously with the time difference, you guys being in the UK and everything, it's great. If anybody wants to get in touch with you guys, like, you know, just go to wakelet.com, uh, just Twitter, you know, you tell us what's the best way that they can reach you guys. Absolutely. So Twitter is always a great place to, to reach us. You can you can contact us through there. And uh, I'm going to plug James here and his community team, because that is really where we want all our feedback to come from. So their email is community at wakelet.com. So anything, um, any feedback, any ideas, any comments, any questions, please fire it over that direction. That's great. So once again, thank you guys. And we hope to eventually see you. If I knock on the corporate door, if you see Dan sleeping outside, I know. Like, he's trying to get, like he's trying to get a special on a 55 inch TV, just recognize that face of his, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we are, we have an open door policy. We have Absolutely. like if if you're if you're an ambassador and you you know about Wakelet and you're in town, if you reach out to us, you know we'd we'd love to we'd love to see you and you know grab a coffee at the very least for sure. Sounds That's great. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much again, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon. Take care now. Take care. Take Thank care. You Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Dan, I, I'm very excited for all that Wakelet. I mean, all the ed tech companies uh, that they have coming out, but with Wakelet specifically as well with that conversation, uh, Emily and Misba has de have definitely reinvigorated my desire to curate. And and I, I know they couldn't tell us all the details. No. Misba wanted to, <laughs> but, but, but they couldn't. They were held back, but I'm excited to see how they're moving. And um, one thing that, you know, you see, but when we have these conversations with them is how aware they are of, of situations in the classroom and creating opportunities, protecting student privacy, and just moving forward and and providing this space for for people to learn and grow they really take education at the forefront uh and and how to use that tool overall so uh we hope you enjoyed that once again thank you for all your support listening on all the platforms leaving us those reviews you have questions comments suggestions reach out you want a sticker hit us up tech hard work smart live and adventure Find Andrew on all socials at A Nicola Tech and Dan at WCSD Tech DR.